Welcome to the Spiritual Father Podcast. I am Father Adam Carrico, and this homily was recorded on July 15th for the 15th Sunday in Ordinary Time, 11 a.m. Mass at St. Boniface Catholic Church, Louisville, Kentucky. The readings can be found at usccb.org forward slash Bible forward slash readings. There you will also find links to listen to the readings and watch video reflections on the readings. I encourage you to check those out. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. For the past two weeks or so, much of the world has been captivated by the events over in a country halfway across the world. Uh, The soccer team trapped in the cave in Thailand with her coach for quite a bit of time. Uh, Their their, uh, difficulty, their situation has has captivated many of us, has has left us uh, asking questions. How do they get there? How are we going to get them out? Uh, what is going to become of them? And of course, the, the, the Thai uh, Navy uh, diver who, who died, uh, people have mourned him all across the world for his courage, his bravery, his dedication to his people. But we have, uh, we have found this, these events to be um, not only interesting, but they, they move us in a way, uh, many of us. They, they, they move our hearts. And it has been said uh, that this incident can be seen as almost a microcosm of the Christian life itself. And I see that effective in two different ways. One is uh, the way of freedom, and so the, the freedom of, of that team, that soccer team, to enter into that cave, and then the subsequent events that, that took place. And the other, the second, is, is those, the reaction of the people across the world, the different kinds of reactions uh, that people uh, could have to these events. So beginning with the first uh, similarity, they, uh, there was freedom. In, and they were free to enter into this cave. may not have been the smartest thing to do, but apparently the coach had done this time and time and time again. And we can see freedom in two different ways. There is freedom to fail and freedom to succeed. And oftentimes these types of freedom are, are, are working at the same time. It's kind of difficult to understand exactly what kind of freedom we are operating out of because they may be operating at the same time. Freedom to fail is the idea of, I don't care how dangerous this cave is. I don't care what could happen. I don't care what people might do or how it might affect other people. I am just free to go into this cave. No one can stop me. Go ahead and try. I am free to go in there. Doesn't really matter what happens to me. I'm just gonna do it, doesn't matter. Freedom to succeed would be seeing the cave as an opportunity to practice courage and prudence and fortitude and other such virtues that can help us become better people, to become who we are called to be. So freedom to succeed, you may not always get to do whatever it is you want to do, but it's the ability, the freedom to be who you are called to be. Now, which one of these freedoms was operative when this team entered the cave? I don't know for sure. And I think both of them were probably at work a little bit. 
in some ways. Uh, but I think because the soccer coach uh, has done this time and time again, more than likely as any good coach is or does, he was trying to teach his players courage and fortitude, how to go into a difficult place and to succeed. But one way or another, these freedoms were operative and conditions changed. And we can see these changing conditions as also an effect in our world. And so they went in uh, knowing that it was going to be difficult, but not expecting the water to begin to rise as it was. And once the water started rising, they actually were for forced deeper and deeper into the cave to escape the rising waters. Much like sin. The waters of sin begin to pile up and we are forced by it deeper and deeper into darkness. Further and further away from help, further and further away from the light. Sin pushes us, makes us flee into the, the depths of a cave like that. And others needed to come and rescue them. They felt like they were on their own, but they weren't. People across the world, as I began with, people across the world were affected by their tragedy, by their circumstances. And so that leads into the second comparison, the ways in which we are affected. We see in today's gospel these three groups that I'm about to describe uh, operative as well. And I'm not here trying to put people into a box or say that you're always going to act like this. The reality is, is that we are where we are and God calls us still further. But there are three types of people that we can see operative. Those who are affected, those who are, respond to this news, this tragedy, the, these events, they are moved by it, as many of us, I'm sure, were. Some of those people who were moved by these events were called to do something. Now, it wouldn't really have made much sense if all of us packed up and went to Thailand to help. It wouldn't have really made much sense. There are certain people with certain gifts, certain abilities, certain uh, ways of knowing and, and working in the world. They had the ability and they went. They wanted to help and they could help, so they went. So the second group is those who go, they have a mission. They have a responsibility, they have a desire to help. They are sent, they, are, they, they go to help. The third group are those who are ambivalent. And I'm sure there are some who just simply said, why does it matter? Why does this group of young people and their coach halfway across the world, they play a sport I have no idea what it's even about. You know, who are they? How does it affect me? Why does it matter? I'm sure there are some who responded that way. And in some ways, they're correct. I mean, technically, it doesn't matter to them. But it still is an opportunity for us to move our hearts. And so we see that in our gospel. The disciples were sent. They didn't have any particular gifts, but God gave them gifts. God gave them the ability to drive out demons, to cure the sick, to preach the gospel, to... to call people to repentance, 
They were fishermen, tax collectors. One even betrayed Jesus. But they were sent out. They were given gifts, and they were given a mission. It's your time to go to the people. And so they went. They didn't have particularly all that much uh, special gear with them. Essentially, they had a walking stick, one pair of sandals, and one tunic, and nothing more. Not two walking sticks, not two tunics, not an extra pair of sandals, no money, none of that. Walking stick, tunic, and sandals. It's not a lot to go on. But they were sent with what they had, they were entrusted with the authority by God, and they went out to do their mission. The other group are the, those who are receptive. They welcomed them into their home. They wanted to hear what it is that they had to offer. They heard the good news and they responded to it. The third group are those who weren't responsive. They weren't open. They didn't want to hear what they had to say. And so they kicked them out. They said, go get out of here. We, we don't want anything you have to offer us. I would imagine the very fact that you are here, you are of the responsive group. You have heard the word of God, and unless you have been drugged here, literally or figuratively, you have responded in some way to the word of God. You are here, open, receptive, desiring to know what it is that God calls you to do. And we can have an opinion of those who aren't responsive. Christ tells them, take off your sandals, shake the dust from your feet. And we could, at first, think, well, isn't that kind of harsh? You, you want to remove every last vestige of their existence? But I ask you, do we do better? When we have a disagreement with people, do we simply just dust our feet off and go to the next person we are called uh, to minister to? Or do we discount them? Do we put them down? Do we uh, insult them? A question to be asked, I think. Maybe something to ponder on. Is shaking the dust off of your feet really that offensive? when compared to some of the other reactions that we see at work in our world today. But those people who aren't responsive, they do still have an opportunity. The story isn't over for them. And we know, I'm sure, some people who aren't very responsive, some people who aren't here this morning. And that's where our mission comes in. Each of us may not be called to become religious or priests or deacons or missionaries to a foreign land, but each of us is still called to be a disciple, to be an effective witness of Jesus Christ, to proclaim the gospel, the good news, to those in our families, those in our neighborhoods, at our place of work, in our school, however it may be. God will equip you for the mission that you are being sent on. Near or far, we will go where Christ calls us to go. So all of us who are receptive are given a mission. Maybe not quite the same mission as the disciples, but a mission nonetheless. We are sent 
to go preach the good news, each and every one of us. I had, over the course of this past week, an opportunity, an exhausting opportunity, but an opportunity nonetheless, to be with a group of young people at our, our, our Archdiocesan Christian Leadership Institute. It's known as CLI. If you read your record in the next week or two, should be a rec or an article on this. Um, it's been going on for nearly 40 years now, and every summer, a group of young people get together. I was part of this in 2000, and 2000, yes, way back when Father Adam, when he wasn't even Father Adam, did CLI. And I, I had the opportunity, the pleasure to, to minister to these young people, to help them grow as Christian leaders. They knew on the outset that they were being called to be better leaders. But by the end of the week, we were talking about being missionaries, about being a missionary of Christ to the people that they know. And each one of them, at the end of the week, stood up in front of their family who had come to uh, congratulate them and to bring them home after an exhausting five days. Each one of them stood up, said their name, it said, I am a missionary to, and they named their school, and they named their parish. They accepted, as freshmen, sophomores, and juniors, they accepted the responsibility of being a missionary to the people that they know. They took on that challenge. If they can do it, all of us can do it. It's not necessarily an easy thing to do, to be a witness for Christ, but each of us in one way or another is being sent out to our hometowns, our family, our friends. Accept that mission today and know that it's Christ himself who gives you what you need to fulfill that mission. you have enjoyed this homily and have gained something from it. For more from Spiritual Father, please visit spiritualfather.org, where you will find other homilies, blog articles, social media posts, as well as links to various projects. Thank you for the support. May our Lord and Savior bless you this day and every day to come.